Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour today of the Live with Rank show. You are right. Someone who ever emailed me or called in earlier in the show, I just listened to the Fred Upton radio ad on my show, and he says, I am a candidate for Congress. So he is running. And now your choice will be between Fred and that gentleman we just spoke to. Sorry he had to go. We took two segments with him. Uh, again, when you call in, he's in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. When you call in, I can't give him the high, high the signals, hand signal to say, hey, we got to go to break. That is a break that I cannot push top of the hour. So he just wanted me, as I was talking to him at the top of the hour break, to let you know that he wants to come back and talk more about energy. And he is, like many of the intelligent people out there, uh, stating and believes that we need to get back to what Trump got us to, energy independence, self-sufficient with our energy, and we won't be beholden then to Russia or any other country uh, that we are purchasing oil from right now. And these increases that you're seeing Right now, I don't know if they're directly tied to Russia and the Ukraine issue yet because we're still buying 600, 660,000 barrels a day. I don't know anybody who's cut back or is refusing it yet. I do know Germany had gotten, had agreed to terminate Nord Stream 2, but Nord Stream 2 hadn't been online yet. They hadn't been, that's not delivering anything yet. Nord Stream 1 is delivering like 60% of their natural gas use uh, every year or every day. So those of you who believe, uh, and again, because the district's changed, if you see in a primary, it's Upton and Heisinga. Heisinga was the guy you just heard, Bill, Congressman Bill Heisinga from the second, now morphs into the... Uh, fourth, the fourth is part of Myers, Peter Myers, sixth, sixth district, as well as Upton's third district. I think it was, I, I, even I get these kings confused and more. So I was surprised when I got an email yesterday from one of you who said, I don't want to vote for Upton. He does not stand for my values. And he's a listener of mine. And I said, well, you may not have heard Bill Heisinger is running. He's a current congressman. So you do have a choice. So Upton's run against him in the primary. You could check out more about him at HeisingerForCongress.com. H-U-I. To think about that. H-U-I. Think of high with a U in there. And then Zynga. Z-E-N-G-A. H-U-I-Z-E-N-G-A. For Congress. And you just heard from him. He came out of the committee hearing meeting with Fed Chair Jake Powell, where he said, We're going to increase interest rates, not 50 basis points or half a point, half a percentage. We're only going to increase it a quarter. We all were under the impression it was going to be 50. So that's how dangerous economically these times are, that they reduced it to a quarter percent. And that was supposed to 
help us with inflation. But that quarter percent, and again, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. It raises interest rates. It slows down the economy. That's why they don't want to do that. Why does it slow down the economy? Because it costs more to borrow money. It costs companies more to borrow money. And we have to pay out more money on our treasury bills. That's how we fund our debt. That's another reason why, why they like to keep our debt interest rates low. Because then our debt interest rate that we pay out is low. And I've had economists come on my show and say, I think it's a good idea. Why not uh, continue on funding our debt with such low interest rates? Because those low interest rates are going to go away at some point. And it was supposed to start this month at their meeting at half a point. Now it'll be a quarter point. But that's not going to translate to just a quarter point for you guys. It'll be more. Now, I told you I had an interview at 11 o'clock. I meant to tell you earlier, uh, due to a, uh, a personal situation, uh, the Terrace Todd from Heritage Foundation could not call in today. So lines are open. 269-441-9595. If you have a thought about what we're talking about today, I would love to hear from you. Judge rules that the federal government did not entrap three men charged in Whitmer kidnap plot. Does that surprise you? Now, I don't know the details, so I'm not going to sit there and say that uh, it's the wrong position. They're not giving us any detail. A Jackson County judge yesterday denied the motion to dismiss the criminal case against three men accusing that plot to, quote unquote, kidnap Whitmer. And those lawyers, their lawyers, were arguing that the FBI entrapped their clients. You know, the, the more F, there were more FBI, either equal or more FBI agents and whistleblower and um, uh, what's the word I wanted to use? Informants. Then there were actually people in the plot, they say, to do it. So I'm very, it's very curious that it was this governor, the only governor in the country that had this plot to kidnap them during an election year with a swing state. And I was willing to accept all that until you heard all the craziness, till you heard there were more FBI agents and informants than actual people plotting to do it, till you heard that they were actually pushing these people to do it. And I saw, we saw some evidence of that. Two, you heard that one of the FBI agents were, that was involved was this guy who tried to kill his wife by beating uh, the her head into a uh, nightstand here in the Kalamazoo area, the FBI agent, uh, because she complained to him uh, that uh, apparently they had gone to some orgy and she wasn't happy with it. So he was beating her head into the uh Nightstand. Yeah, that guy. He was involved. So we have a judge saying, eh, no, they weren't entrapped. I don't know if they were or weren't. I can't agree or disagree with him because I don't know the details. And they didn't give us the details. And then I see this. Democrat leadership in the House 
federal government, is shutting down an investigation into the illegal use of taxpayer funds by Representative Val Demings, a Democrat from Florida, who was caught abusing mailing privileges as she runs in a high-profile statewide race. She was one that was talked about being a vice president pick. So they're just shutting down the investigation because it's getting too close to finding her guilty. That's how the Democrats do it. That's how they roll. Now, yesterday or last night was the State of the Union address. As I told you, they only mentioned China twice. Biden only mentioned China twice. And both had to do with his broke back bad, uh, build back broke plan. He said it'll help us compete against China. This is the same plan. He says if we spend more government money, if we put more money into the system, if we put more money chasing fewer goods, it's going to decrease inflation, which you literally have to be the stupidest person in the world to believe that and state that. He never mentioned the 13 soldiers who died in Afghanistan. Didn't even mention Afghanistan. Never mentioned the 13 soldiers. That angered Congresswoman Lauren Boebert so much when he was talking about coffins. And I don't know in what respect he was. She shouted out, yeah, the 13 Americans that he would refuse to recognize. Someone I respect don't always agree with, and that's a good thing. General Keene, that you so often see on Fox News, he was very disappointed in this speech. Specifically, he spoke to the Iranian, excuse me, the Ukrainian and Russian issue. He said that Biden never directly spoke to the Ukrainian people to let them know we will be there for them no matter what. And he never directly spoke to Putin. Well, why do you think he didn't? Why didn't he directly speak to the Ukrainian people, letting them know, although we're not going to send troops there, we'll be there for you, we'll help you with the insurgency Will you know, do whatever we need to do to help. He didn't do it. And General King was very surprised. And very surprised he did not speak directly to Putin. Well, Putin's got the goods on him on the millions of dollars that was sent from the mayor of Moscow to Hunter Biden to Joe. I guess. I don't know what else. And you know what's interesting? What did I just tell you guys yesterday? Why doesn't Joe Manchin become a Republican? He was the only one agreeing with all the smart people about we need to be energy independent. This isn't a, bipart a partisan issue, I should say. We need to be energy independent so we're not beholden to Russia and everybody else like Biden has put us in now. We were a, year, a little over a year ago. We are now beholden to him. And I said, he should just flip. I mean, they attack him, his party. Guess who Democrat Senator Joe My, uh, uh, Manchin sat with yesterday? The Republicans. Now, I'm not saying he's flipping. I'm not saying it's a sign of him flipping. But Joe Manchin, a Democrat senator, did not sit on the Democrat side. He opted to sit with Republican members during the State of the Union address 
He sat between GOP, Republican Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker, and Utah Republican Senator Mitt Romney, directly behind Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst. Isn't that interesting? You're listening to the Live with Rank show that comes out or goes out to Joe Manchin. Come and get your love from the Republican side. He has saved this country once. Maybe he'll do it again. Let's hope he keeps doing it. I decided to play that song because Joe Manchin, Democrat senator, sat with the Republicans last night. What does that mean? I don't know, but it means something. I'm telling you, these people, everything they do in public is public is politically motivated for one reason or another. So he sat there for a specific reason. What that reason is, I'm not sure. Hey, before the State of the Union last night, Pelosi was interviewed. You know what she said? She said Biden's poll numbers are so bad because Americans just don't know how good he's doing for them. Again, going back to what James Craig said in the first hour, they think we're stupid. They think people are just stupid. Dana Perino, who I said earlier... Of all the people who certainly lean right, I don't know how far right she was. She worked for George W. Bush, who was maybe center right. He, uh, she had an interesting take from someone who's been there, probably helped with these situations before these State of the Unions. She always tries to be fair, I think. And there are some that I'm going to listen to their analysis. Those who are in the, have been in the game and are in that Washington game like her. And there's others I'm not because, you know, you know it's going to be right or left. But I listened to her last night, and this is what she had to say about the speech. But I have to say, I thought the speech was uninspired. I agree that it sounded like he did not actually change anything. It's almost as if they had the speech, it fell on the floor, all the pages got shuffled around, and they just put it back together, and they didn't actually reorder it. There were no transitions. There was no rhetorical lift. The strongest part of the speech was definitely the beginning and the very end. That's usually good, because that's what people mostly remember. But I have to say, he goes from Ukraine straight into something that has already been given three Pinocchios by the Washington Post, which is a lie about the 2017 tax cuts, that it only went to help 1% of Americans. Again, that's not me saying that. That's the Washington Post with the three uh, Pinocchios. I also think that he didn't talk, say the words build back better, but everything about build back better was in here. You didn't hear a lot about energy independence. Uh, States of the Union addresses are supposed to be about your accomplishments, but many of their accomplishments or what they consider accomplishments are actually now vulnerabilities. One, I would say the American Rescue Plan, that Americans have cracked the code. They know that more spending has led to inflation. Energy policies, we see what's happened in Europe when you get too dependent on foreign sources of energy and don't produce your own, even while you're trying to transition to greener energy. I also think I have to give negative points for the mention in the same sentence of the killings of the police officers, Rivera and Mora, with this line that they will ho- that they he wants to hold law enforcement accountable that's not what happened there 
And there was nothing about prosecutions and making sure that career criminals are held in prison and not let out to commit other crimes. So I, um, I'm try I tried to be generous. I actually really did. And I went into the speech thinking that maybe we'll figure out a way to find some unity. But I, I truly don't think that you will see anything here. I don't think there's going to be any big legislative push out of this speech. And in the meantime, Ukrainians are fighting for their lives. And we talked a lot about how we can send some things, but he also didn't end on a high note on that point, and I wish that he would have. A little bit later in their discussion, she added this. Uh, contrast that with the president's speech, which I mentioned that he needs to recapture independence in suburban women in particular. And really what he did was insufficient. It was uncreative. It was unmemorable. It was uninspiring. He talked about this agenda that Joe Manchin has basically decapitated. He's not said that this isn't happening. So there was nothing new there. I just keep going back to I can't believe that they had this opportunity. And they, to me, blew it. All right. So you may say, well, she's on Fox. Well, Fox has a lot of people on Neil Cavuto. He's center left. He has a big show on Fox, four o'clock. He's center left. They have uh, Harold Ford Jr. And others. Juan, Juan Williams, he's far left. But, all right, if you want to say, well, Rank, she worked for George W. Bush. She's a Republican. Of course, she's going to say that. All right, here's Chuck Todd, an extreme far left reporter, or not even a reporter, talk show host on NBC and MSNBC. What did he have to say about it? Mitchell and Chuck Todd, who is here with me. Chuck, do you feel when uh, we look back at this speech in history and the moment that we are in, not just as a nation, but the world, yeah. I mean, the president framed it democracy versus autocracy. He said this is a real test. Did it meet the moment in terms of, you know, the real good versus evil struggle that is unfolding, you know, half a world away right now? Let me put it this way. In, in some ways, I, for the sake of the Ukrainians, I hope we don't say it didn't, you know, I hope we say, oh, it was about right. But I fear this is going to feel like a speech that didn't age well because of the lack of, I thought he'd spend more time in Ukraine, spend a little more time explaining why it is our fight. As you said, good versus evil, explain what a little bit more and a little bit of the history of the defense of Europe and a little bit of how, why we're in this position, why we have these alliances, what, what it all means. And it just felt like an abrupt end after the 12 minutes of that. And it felt like, boy, we could have had more. There was more to say. I think there was more that the public would have. And then it turned, look, I do think he accomplished two important pieces of politics saying the phrase is secure our borders and fund our police. There are a lot of vulnerable Democrats and a lot of uh, House and Senate races that are relieved to hear the leader of the Democratic Party say those two phrases. But that's the politics of this. When you're asking about Ukraine, it certainly didn't, it felt to me like it, uh, it could have had a lot. Now, did you hear what he said? He said the word secure our border and fund police. Yeah, he said it, but he doesn't do it. We're looking at three million. That's an invasion. Three million people illegally got into this country and climbing. That is an invasion. And he said 
that he wants to not defund the police. He wants to fund them. Okay. Then I can accept that, but he has to answer for this. Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Redirect some of the funding. So he did ask for the defunding of police. That was an interview he was in. And what about this up-armored up Humvee? It's like we're attacking. What does Washington, D.C. look like right now? They put all that fencing up there for absolutely nothing. They called National Guard in for absolutely nothing. So, yes, you're right, Joey. What are you doing? Lines are open. 269-441-9595. You're listening to the Live with the Rank Show. I read a very good opinion piece from the Washington Examiner's editorial board. It said Biden mailed it in. The Constitution requires that the president shall from time to time give the Congress information of the State of the Union. That's it. From Jefferson to William Taft, it was always delivered by a letter, not a speech. I think we should go back to that. I don't think we should have Republicans or Democrats out there or whomever will be a president from whatever party in the future because it's just a big rah-rah. One side sits on their hands, the other side claps because our parties are so diametrically opposed in the policies. They wrote, Biden would have been benefited from a return to that tuition, tuition, tradition. Apart from a brief introduction touching on recent events in Ukraine, almost all of Biden's address could have been pulled from any boilerplate Democratic campaign speech delivered in the past two years. The section on immigration completely ignored what his own administration has admitted is a crisis on the southern border. He instead adopted tired calls to, quote, secure the border and fix the immigration system, end quote. That goes back to what we said earlier. They just keep saying the same thing. They go on to say no mention was made of the record 2 million plus arrests made at the border for illegal entry or the million immigrants whom the Biden administration has shepherded to their desired destinations throughout the country. The millions of Hispanics living on the border or switching from Democratic to Republican alliances. On energy, Biden returned to a playbook that has failed Democrats since 2008 when then-candidate Obama promised a home weatherization campaign. That would create thousands of new jobs and lower the energy bills for consumers. I remember that baloney. You remember that? When Obama became president, he even placed Biden, his vice president, in charge of ensuring that that program worked and no money was wasted. He called him the sheriff. Remember that? But Biden couldn't even manage to police his own home state of Delaware, where the weatherization program was suspended due to, quote, gross mismanagement and fraudulent activity. That's the guy who last night said, I've been working on uh, law and order issues my whole career. Yeah, and you suck at it. 
Biden had nothing new to say on taxes either. He again repeated the completely false claim that former President Donald Trump's tax cuts only benefit the top 1% of the Americans. Even his own paper, the Washington Post, said he's a liar about that. Three Pinocchios. They go on to say, as the nonpartisan tax foundation has ably demonstrated, both low and middle income earners saw significant benefits from the Trump tax cuts. The taxpayers who did see their bills rise were high income earners from predominantly Democratic states who were hit by the new cap on deductions for state and local tax payments. That was that salt we talked about. So think about that. It was completely opposite of what he said last night. They go on to say, even on the rare occasion when Biden ad-libbed in his speech, he is old material. He used old material in his section on combating rising crime and murder rates. He made yet another useless call for more gun control. Quote, you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vest? End quote. He asked. I don't even know what that means. No mention was made of all the far-left prosecutors in Democratic cities who have been busy releasing repeat violent criminals onto streets so they can commit additional murders. Poll after poll before Tuesday's speech showed a disillusioned electorate with little to no faith in Biden's leadership abilities and policy solutions. What Biden needed last night was a course correction. His lazy mail-in State of the Union wasn't that. You know what? Talking about something brought up. Let me look at this stuff real quickly. And something in that made me... Oh, here it is. Because he was talking about something about his own reports. Remember yesterday I talked to you guys about the left wanting to go solar and green. But everything's... Most of the solar panels are coming from China. Here. Here. Late yesterday, after my show, this broke. And I swear to you, I didn't see this. It wasn't published until in the Washington Times until uh, yesterday at 3.15 p.m. So over three hours after my show ended. Probably over four hours of me telling you what I was talking about. The Biden administration's push to transition to green energy sources is highly dependent on supply chains from China. According to a new Department of Energy report that comes as the White House promoted renewables as a way to decrease reliance on Russian oil. So this is from his own Department of Energy, which the, well, you fill in the adjective, Granholm runs. China controls, quote, 97% of the world's production of silicon wafers, end quote, used in solar panels. They quote again from the Department of Energy report, quote, roughly 80% of rare earth production and refining used in wind turbines and 61% of global lithium refining key for battery storage in electric vehicles, end quote. And that's his Department of Energy's report. It says the report comes as Biden is preparing to, quote, call on Congress to deliver on a legislative agenda for clean energy and climate action. The Biden administration said it's aiming to fully delink the U.S. electricity industry from carbon energy sources by 2035, forecasting in September that at least 40 percent of the sector will shift to solar power. 
solar power in which China currently is the one that has all the rare materials, or most of it, to create what they want to create. According to the Department of Energy report, quote, the global photovoltaic supply chain is almost entirely dependent on ingot and wafers from China, end quote, our number one geopolitical foe. The report goes on to say the concentration of the CSI supply chain in companies with close ties to China, a country with documented human rights violations and an unpredictable trade relationship with the United States poses a significant risk of disruption to the CSI supply chain, end quote. Again, this is not the article. This is from the report. Department of Energy telling Biden, you can't go green, at least with solar. China runs it all. They have all the materials. They make 97% of the world's production of uh, silicon wafers and more and more and more. The rare earth material, 80% of the rare earth production and refining using wind turbines. So 97% of solar, 80% of wind turbines, and 61% of battery storage. And it goes on says China controls 72% of the world's cobalt refining and the production of other rare materials used in green energy technologies. Now, this is from me. Biden, the elected Democrats, and those who vote for the Democrats are looking to put us in the same situation Ukraine and Germany is in now. President Clinton forced Ukraine to give the nukes to Russia and now Russia is taking over the country and killing innocent men, women, and children as they do so. That's what the Democrat Party, Biden, the elected Democrats, and those who vote for them are doing, unless they're just uninformed. But that's not our problem. That's their problem. They should get informed. with Rank Show and it, it's interesting. Yesterday during my show, I told you they want to go to solar or whatever, uh, you know, more green, which is solar is huge. Huge part. And it looks like 40% is what the Democrats think. Well, 40% is a lot. And as just came out yesterday after my show, Biden's Department of Energy issued a report saying China controls 97% of the solar panels, 80% of wind turbines making or having the materials to make it, 61% of the lithium batteries. They also said, quote, many of the other pieces of the modular supply chain, such as the manufacturing of production facility equipment and balance of module components, glass, aluminum frames, are predominantly located in China. And the country also manufactures a significant share of balance of the PV system components as well as aluminum and steel used for mounting PV modules. End quote. China's control of key material is across the board. China controls roughly 80% of raw earth production and refining that are key for components and technologies such as direct drive generators and wind turbines. And China also controls 61% of global, global lithium refining key for battery storage and electric vehicles. 
China also controls 100% of the processing of natural graphite used for battery and nodes, end quote. As I said, Biden, the Democrats, and those who vote for them are trying to put us in a position. Now, those who vote for them, many of them may not know, but it's up to them to figure it out and inform themselves that they're trying to put us in the same position Clinton put Ukraine in back in the 90s. He basically forced them to give up his nukes to Russia. Now what's happening? Let's go to the phone lines and Tanis. Good morning, Tanis. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Especially, uh, when, especially when I was proven so right. I mean, uh, we, we got to write that down somewhere. So I said it yesterday and this report came out after my show. So yeah. does that make me yeah. a genius, Tanis, do you think? I don't know. I wouldn't say genius, but yeah, you're pretty bright. Okay. All right. Thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the only, the big comment I have to make about the State of the Union last night is that now you know why the Indians named him Walking Eagle. Why is that? Because that's what the Indians call a bird that's so full of crap it can't fly. <laughs> It, it is. Thank you. Thank you for bringing some humor. In fact, I know you're going to even bring more humor. Tana sent me. Uh, you're the sent me an email or, or a, uh, a a news clip. And and why don't you tell them what was in that news clip? Well, what it was, it was a, a news story, and uh, they had started to talk about a 71 year old man who was. Uh, facing charges of touching a young child. And it flashed a picture of Joe Biden up there instead of uh, uh, what it was supposed to. And it was only on there for like a second and a half. And they took it down. Right. So it was Joe Biden's picture uh, up yeah. behind the woman, the newscaster, who was talking about a 70-something-year-old person uh, uh disgustingly touching a young girl and and you are pretty positive it wasn't uh photo- i'm pretty positive it was a mistake uh at the news show and it's not fake right right it was it was it it was up there for too short a time for it to be fake yeah that that was pretty funny so you got a kick out of that huh <laughs> Um, also, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I uh, decided last night, and when I was going to watch that, that I'd make a drinking game out of it. I had I had some beer in the house, and I thought, well, I'll take a, I'll take a drink every time he screws a word up or screws a phrase up. I was drunk by twenty after nine, and the, uh, <laughs> the speech started about ten after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, he had trouble with ruble. Uh, I mean, there's times I have trouble with words, but not something easy like that. All right, Dennis, thanks a lot. I appreciate you calling, man. Have a good day. Two six nine four four one. Well, we're kind of out of time, so I'm I take that back. We'll have to do this again, uh, obviously uh, tomorrow. Let me catch up on some emails you guys are firing at me. About Upton, Gerald says, good morning, Rank. Please remind us of how many Republican county boards voted to censure Fred a year ago. I urge everyone to get an update Upton poster and overlay the word dump 
in large letters on top of his name, right? And the guy, Bill Heisinga, is, uh, sounds like someone you may want to uh, certainly consider. Lloyd writes, good morning, Rank. couple of things you're... Uh, let me see here. I still hear very little talk related to our leftist Obama administration participation in the removal of Ukraine's president, Viktor Yankovic. Well, he was a, a, a Russian stooge, wasn't he? He said, I believe this had an influence on what is occurring today. Oh, talking about that, if I may. No, 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 no. Uh, where was it? Or was that what I brought up yesterday? What's ha- Oh, it was yesterday. Victoria Newland, Nolan, something like that, said it's Trump's fault of what's happening today. And I told you earlier what, in an interview, Pelosi said, the reason Biden has low poll numbers is because everybody doesn't understand how much good he's done for us. And then this, Joy Behar, I, do you think she's just stupid or do you, does she do it for publicity? All publicity is good, whether it's good or bad. She claimed yesterday that Republicans are the ones who want to cancel everything. And we want to prevent everybody from becoming woke. Well, yeah, the kind of woke you guys want to be, but it's the Republicans that are the cancel culture? Unbelievable. Twitter suspended Republican Senate candidate and Missouri Congresswoman Tuesday after tweeting that women's sports are not for, quote, men pretending to be women, end quote. Twitter is, if any of you use Twitter anymore, get off. Go to Gitter, G-E-T-T-R, look me up, live with rank, and let's converse. Anybody who's on Twitter anymore, I don't know why. You can't even say that women's sports are not for men be, be, pretending to be women. Because if you do, Twitter knocks you off. Oh, and yesterday I was talking about Whitmer says, uh, remember, she ran on going to fix those damn roads and they're gotten worse. Well, don't worry. She's on the job. She issued an executive director, uh, directive today that she will speed up. She says, we'll speed up pothole repairs in Michigan as temperatures warm and cool. So all it takes, I love it when these guys think, all I have to do is sign a executive order and things will get done. Very, very interesting. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. I do, do appreciate that. And we get to do it all over again tomorrow at 9 a.m. What will happen today? We'll find out. Bad things, I'm sure, in Ukraine by the war criminals from Russia. You listen to Live with Frank. Talk to you tomorrow at 9.